What markets are the best for real estate investing? How do you choose the right ones? We cover that in this episode. Welcome to Real Estate Investing with Kenny Wolf, the show with weekly topics designed to help you learn how to build your ideal life through real estate investing. My name is Kenny Wolf, and I've been a real estate syndicator and investor for over 11 years now. And in this time, I've built a successful real estate investment firm, Wolf Investments. If you're new to the show, make sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode comes out. So the first thing that we look for in when picking out the best markets to invest in commercial real estate, number one is a landlord-friendly state, especially in our multifamily properties we buy here at Wolf Investments. You want to stack the chips in your favor. So states like California, New York, it could take up from six to nine months to evict somebody while you're still having to make your mortgage payment. It doesn't seem fair. Why would you invest in states like that? So landlord-friendly states, and there's, there's a lot of them, but ones that come to mind are Texas, Georgia, Ohio, Arizona, Indiana, and there's a whole slew of them. But what you're looking for there is, you know, once someone stops paying you rent and breaks their lease, then are you able to evict them and get a new person in, in that unit, provide housing, and they provide you rent for that service you're providing. The second thing we look for are cities that have positive population growth. Again, guys, this is not rocket science. The more occupied your building is, the better you're going to do financially. So what we're trying to look for are cities where they've got this, you know, steady population growth. So take Dallas-Fort Worth, for example, you've got a hundred and 200,000 people a year moving to this part of the country. And obviously, uh, we've got a, a steady supply of apartments. They're growing slowly, um, slower than what the big demand is coming here. So we've seen rents really skyrocket, which ties directly into your value of the properties as well. So, you know, cities to avoid are cities that have like negative population growth if they're declining or states that are declining in population growth and moving away from that. So we're seeing that in some other, the, like maybe California, maybe New York, moving to other cities and states around the country. Why would you invest in states or cities like that where you've got the wind against you, whereas we go to markets that are, have positive population growth, you're going to have the wind at your back, right? That's what you want. All right, the third thing we look for are cities that have diverse economic drivers. So what does that mean? So we're looking at a city that has more than just one employer in that town. We'll take a look at Columbus, Ohio. It's a great economic diverse city. It's the state capital. You have the Ohio State University there. I've been taught how to say that correctly. Uh, you've got Nationwide there. Uh, you've got L brand. Um, you've got the second largest J.P. Morgan Chase building in the country and just a, just a slew of different diverse employers there in the city, uh, which is great because if you have one industry that, that gets hit hard during an economic downturn, the other folks can pick it up is the idea. So some place that we always avoid, and I'm going to get a nasty note someday from them, is uh, Midland Odessa. You know, I've driven through there. The wind is insane. All of the jobs are related to oil and gas. So if you buy a multifamily property building, you're really in the oil and gas building because the fluctuation of oil is going to directly impact impact your occupancy and definitely your rent. We looked at a, at a property there. The broker said, oh, we got a screaming deal here in Midland Odessa. It was an A-class. And, you know, we did the math. It's like, okay, and when we when they presented to us, oil was maybe 70, 80 bucks a barrel. You know, so on the higher end, our team researched, okay, what happens uh, when oil drops to 20 bucks a barrel, which it typically does at some point during a cycle. And what we found is uh, rents um, dropped by like 30%. And also you went from um, you know, 98% occupancy all the way down to 82% occupancy. So not only did you lose rental, potential gross rental income on your unit, you also lost occupancy too, a double whammy. So cities like that, we try to avoid Killeen, Texas as well. It's all military for the most part. So again, if you have a major deployment, you're going to get nailed with vacancies in, in your properties and then you got to release it back up. So again, why would you invest in places where the, the wind's against you? You know, invest where there's diverse jobs, where there's growth, and then you're going to have a lot more uh, chance of success in your investing. Number four, 
four, some markets in those cities that are growing. Okay, so what does that mean? So now we've picked out the state we want to be in. We've picked out the cities we, we, we want to be in, in that state. Now we need to dial it in and look at the submarkets or the sections of that city that are growing. So when you're looking at an investment property, there's sections of Fort Worth. I'll pick on Fort Worth today. I'm picking a lot of folks today. So Southeast Fort Worth, that quadrant between downtown and within the loop, that is a pretty rough part of Fort Worth, Texas. So me personally, I just crossed that entire section off on investments for our folks. And then there's other city, there's other parts of, of uh, the cities that we also invest in that we avoid um, just because it seems to be a higher crime area, lower demographics, lower median income, things like that, that really kind of hamper what your investment could be uh, there in that growing awesome city. So when you're looking in those sub markets, uh, what you're looking for are growth, right? So when you pull up to the property, look around. I mean, are, is, is there new retail? Is there new restaurants? You know, and so put on, you know, put on the glasses as if you were going to be a resident in that property. Um, and look, I mean, so, you know, what, what would you look for if you're picking a, a spot to live? You want to be close to retail, you want to be close to restaurants, where are you going to take your kids to school, churches, things like that, that you're looking for. Um, basically, amenities that obviously aren't on the property, but are close enough to where it enhances the the, the draw uh, to live at that property. And that's what we're looking for in the submarket. Um, when they're growing, that's a good place to, to invest. All right, so this fifth one is kind of tied in with your submarkets, but it's really focused on median income. So median income, what we look for is like a really two or three block radius around that property that we're looking to invest in. And because that's going to really cap what you're able to charge rent. So if you're buying a property, it's a big fixer upper, um, but your median income is pretty low, that's going to cap you on how much rent you're able to charge. And so, you know, there's definitely a, a, a lower threshold we're looking for. Ours is about $40,000 a year or something on the low end. And there can be a high end too, because uh, at, at a higher end, you're going to be competing with, you know, folks that are able to go out and just and go buy a house, right? Although single family has been crazy. So, you know, but anyways, you look at that that range in there. So a good example is we had we had a we had a lady, she brought us a deal to look at. She thought it was a great deal. Um, she thought it was a great price per door. And when we dug in on the median income, the median income in that small little two, three block radius was 28,000 a year. Um, and it was a massive fixer upper. So the problem is, is you're going to dump all this money in there and then you're not going to be most likely at $28,000 a year. You know, you're going to be capped um, at how much rent you're going to be able to charge. So, you know, you got to be careful not to over improve. And, you know, so we totally passed on that deal. And again, too, we look at median income too, because that dictates how much of an upgrade you can do in the unit. You know, some folks maybe towards the 40,000 a year probably can't really um, afford to pay for the upgrade you're going to do if you do granite countertops. So maybe do um, resurface for mica countertops instead. So you got to really look at that median income to one, either pass on a deal or two, make sure you don't over improve. Location, location, location is a huge piece to successfully investing in real estate. Stacking the chips in your favor by investing not only in the right neighborhoods, but also in the right cities and states is a big deal. Why would you invest with the wind is blowing against you? Median income and growth in an area really matter as that's a driver for how far you can push rents, which at the end of the day determines your valuation on the asset. This has been Real Estate Investing with Kenny Wolf. Thanks so much for listening.